This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I'm connecting with Wendy Kristin. She's a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solutions. She's been in practice there since 2005. And I can tell you one thing for sure, chatting to her does not give me a headache. Good morning to you, Wendy. Good morning, Brad. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Uh, talking about headaches, such a fascinating topic to me because it's one of those things that kind of, I don't know, it freaks me out when I get a headache. So many things go through my head. Did I have, have I had enough water? Um, what could it be? Am I feeling okay? I don't know. Headaches for me are always a sign of something going on. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm far too suspect than I need to be. So I'm happy for our conversation this morning. Yeah, so <clears throat> headaches are an interesting thing. You either have them all the time or you only have them occasionally or, you know, but either way, this it's an indication that something's not right in your body. Yeah, so it's a good conversation to have because I actually don't know anybody who doesn't have a headache. I know some people who I think become a little bit too uh, dependent on some powders or some pills to pop them very easily to get rid of that headache. Okay. Uh, but as you say, that's a bit of an alarm bell. So we need to take care of that instead of just masking it, right? Yes. And certainly get into the root of what's causing the headaches so that you can understand them. So are headaches common? Very common, yes. So as you said, there's very few people who don't get a headache, um, but it's normally the regularity and the severity of the headaches that varies between people. So how do you know if you have a headache? What are you feeling? Well, generally it is pressure or throbbing in your head. Um, It can go across your forehead. It can be in your temples. It can be at the base of your neck, you know, at the back uh, near the base of your neck. It can be in the top of your head. So it's pain in your head, basically, and it can move across your face as well. I've had one of those, and it was a long time ago, but you don't forget it, where it even hurts behind your eyeballs. Yes, yes. Yeah, your eyes can even feel very tender. You know, if you touch your eyes, they, mm. they can be very tender depending on the type of headache that you have. Okay, so let's let's hone in here. I'm guessing there are lots of different kinds of headaches and so many different things can cause a headache. I mean, how do we classify headaches and how do we know what's good, what's bad, what's normal, what's abnormal? Well, there are several types of headaches. There are over 150 types of different headaches that you can get. Um, And they fall into two basic categories. So you've got your primary headaches and then you've got your secondary headaches. So let's start with the primary headaches. That doesn't sound as serious as the secondary headaches. (laughs) Well, they can still be quite quite bad, but they're not usually caused by an underlying medical condition. So they're normally something, you know, this is the headache that comes on. It's either your your normal headache, your tension headache, um, you get something called a cluster headache, and then you get migraine headaches. Um, And people can be more genetically predisposed to headaches. So, you know, if headaches run in the family, then, you know, you're more likely to be a headache sufferer as well. And children, interestingly, are four times more likely to experience headaches and migraines if one or both of their parents is a headache sufferer. I've had my son, I mean, he's 10, come to me and say, I've got a headache. And somehow you take that immensely seriously because the first thing you think is children shouldn't have headaches. It doesn't seem like a thing kids should have. But I did a little bit of research when that first happened. And it seems like it's quite a thing in kids. It happens from time to time. It does. It happens. uh, And it is more frequent or more common than we think in children. So let's get back to those primary headaches. I mean, migraines, uh, that sounds serious. I don't know if I've ever had a migraine in my life, but I know a few migraine sufferers, and it's pretty intense. You know, it's nausea, and it's getting into bed. It's, It's debilitating. Yeah, 
So some of these headaches are definitely very debilitating. The migraines, as you say, and again, there's various varying intensities of these headaches. So people s- suffer with them. Some people will have a migraine. It'll last for a few hours um, and they'll be isn't it a bit groggy for a couple of days thereafter and, and then um, they'll be fine. Other people can have a migraine that lasts a couple of days, you know, that they can't move. They, they have to be in a dark room. They're vomiting. There's nausea. Um, it's it's really intense and severe. So migraine headaches are probably the of the most severe headaches, um, the most severe primary headaches that people get. And then cluster headaches happen when you have a headache in a cluster. So that means it can be you you, you the headache abates a little bit, and you wake up with it the next day, mm. and it just keeps going for days on end. Uh, and then your tension headaches will be. Mm-hmm. The typical from, you know, clenching your teeth, um, being stressed out and having lots of muscle tension in your neck and shoulders that can cause tension headaches. Can I eat something that's going to give me a headache? Yes. So there are definitely foods that trigger headaches um, and and lifestyle habits as well. So there's things like preservatives. So your sulfur dioxide in wines nitrates in your processed foods those can those can trigger headaches as can fermented foods chocolate cheese um, large amounts of caffeine and nicotine can also be a problem so those are the things that we can consume that can um, affect our our headaches as well um years ago i stopped drinking coffee and the the headache was i i was in bed for almost two days i just couldn't couldn't function it was so bad i was in the fetal position you know and i just thought this can't be for my body to react this way for almost two days after that i felt like a brand new person but i mean that was uh, clearly something massive was happening inside my head yeah so uh, there are certain things that can cause um what we could call a rebound headache or a detoxification headache so say for example you stop coffee or you stop um smoking Mm. you can have quite a serious headache because your body is then trying to get rid of the toxins associated with that particular thing that you're taking. Rebound headaches happen when you take, you've mentioned the pills and the powders. Mm. People can sometimes take medications that have caffeine or codeine in them that become highly addictive. So your body then gets a headache because it wants more of the drug, not because you actually you know, are a, a continual headache sufferer. Yeah, I've noticed from my own experience, and uh, I'm not sure if this is something anyone else experiences, but often caught in front of the computer for a while, you start getting a headache and you realize it's connected. If I squeeze the muscle here in my neck, give it a bit of a rub, I can almost feel the headache radiating. So that's giving me an idea. My posture is not good and I need to move a bit. Yes, so posture, so sitting in front of the computer, there's two issues. First of all, your posture, you know, you're not in a in a very good, um, you're not stretched out and you're hunched forward. So that puts a lot of pressure on your um, on your head. And then the second thing with a computer is that you don't necessarily blink often or, or stretch your eyes. So, you know, you're looking at the computer screen, but then you're not looking away and you're not, um, you're not moving. You're not allowing your eyes to be able to adjust and have different variations. So those muscles get um, quite tense. And so that can also cause headaches as you know, over, over, we don't blink enough when you're looking at the computer as well. So the eyes get dry. And then you've got that poor posture. So you've got a double whammy with the computer. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, and headaches from, I don't know, if you like skip a meal, for example, that could, that can cause a headache. What's, what's happening there? 
Yes. So with when you skip meals, you know, if you skip a meal here and there, it's not necessarily the end of the world. But if you're doing it frequently and you're getting headaches a lot of the time, it can be due to your blood sugar um, disruption. So dysregulation of the blood sugar. So your blood sugar starts to drop and then you get a headache and it goes part and parcel with a bit of dehydration as well. Mm. So that you, if, if you're not feeding yourself, keeping your blood sugar nice and stable and keeping yourself hydrated, you can land up with headaches. Uh, we've been touching on primary headaches. I always thought the secondary ones sounded more serious, but the primary ones were hectic. Uh, tell us about what are secondary headaches? So secondary headaches are usually caused by an underlying medical condition. So they are well, normally fairly harmless and they will resolve as soon as that medical condition is treated. But it, th- this is where we speak about the dehydration, mm. but also sinus infections. Um, and then certain medications or side effects of medications could be underlying issues there as well. Um, are, are there any things, that, uh, let's say, medical procedures that you could undergo as well that could trigger a headache? Yes. So some of your secondary headaches are harmless. Other of your secondary headaches are more life-threatening, so those would need some more attention. So you can have, so if, if you undergo a lumbar puncture, for example, or a spinal tap, sure. that can cause you to have the most intense headache. Um, and that's because the spinal fluid leaks out of the membrane that covers your spinal cord. And that's normal for people who have it. You know, you normally have to lie quite still, can't really move for, for a while. Um, and that should resolve after, you know, a couple of days. But if it is not resolving, then that is a sign of something more severe. So you would need to have that checked out. So, um, You've shared some information with me, and one of the words you you've shared is a thunderclap headache. I've never ever heard of that. Yeah, I must say, when I was doing this research, I hadn't heard of that myself. Um, but what it is, it's a it's a sudden headache that can cause an intense headache. Uh, it comes on within like a minute, and it lasts up to about five minutes, and then it subsides completely. Um, but this is this is a problematic thing. You know, you don't want to be experiencing something like this because it could be an indication that there's bleeding on the brain, there's some form of head injury. So it could happen after a you know a traumatic head injury. Mm. Um, if you have an extremely sudden increase in blood pressure, something like that could happen as well. Um, and then there's certain medical syndromes that could cause that uh, that cause a, a vasoconstriction um, issue in the in the body. Um, that that affects the blood flow to the brain. So any type of headache like that, you would certainly want to have checked out medically. Yeah. Uh, Just finally, uh, Wendy, apart from what you've just mentioned there about the thunderclap headache, uh, when do we need to be concerned? I mean, it's easy just to get over-the-counter aspirin, paracetamol, whatever, um, and that'll sort it out usually. But then we just kind of, it feels like we're unplugging the warning light on the dashboard. Uh, is, there yes. some, is there any time where we need to say, hang on, this is something serious, need to get this checked out as opposed to uh, that must have just been the sulfur dioxide from the dried fruit, as you said? Yeah. Well, if it's a, if it's a regular occurrence, so if you're getting a headache more than, say, two or three times a week um, and it is, you know, either getting worse, so the intensity is varying, or it's just consistent, so you constantly have a headache, then it is a good idea to have that looked at because it could be a food intolerance. It could be a hormonal imbalance. It could be, there's so many things that could be causing it. You know, it could be um, a medication that you're using that is contributing to that. And so it's always best to err on the side of caution. Go and have it checked out. 
identify those uh, those allergens so you know you can either avoid them mm. um, or you can expect the headache if you're ex- if you are consuming them and then that way you know okay there's no underlying brain tumor or anything else like that i mean that's quite that's, that's quite radical it can yeah. happen that there is something like that but you know we can't just live with things and and assume that that is normal we should have them checked out Thanks so much for that. That's the voice of Wendy Christine. She's a health coach and wellness practitioner. You can Google to connect with her if that's the journey you want to be on. She's at Integrated Health Solution. Wendy, always a pleasure on a Thursday. Take care, stay warm, and enjoy today's sunshine. Thanks, Brad. You too. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.